The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things burgundy and gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. Welcome back to another edition of the Federal Football Report, Federal News Network, 1500 AM, federalnewsnetwork.com. Soon to come, by the way, the podcast one. All that stuff behind the scenes for podcast one is, is being worked out That's right. right now, even as we speak uh, to you. And speaking of as we speak to you, uh, the Redskins get their first win of the season, one and five. That's right. Kevin Stanfield has a reason why that should bring you hope today for a playoff push. We'll get to more on that later. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control. I think I like it. You know, it's funny because, you know, you, 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 we play around a lot and listen to those lyrics. That's a really, those are really good lyrics. That's yeah. a really good. Yeah, yeah. Fitting. Very fitting. Washington Redskins beat the Miami Dolphins in dramatic fashion, no That's less. Right. Uh, right. To go on to uh, to get to one and six, we'll have more on the game. Uh, but so much has happened. I mean, it's interesting because we, we recorded this show for the first time in almost three weeks in studio together because right. we had all the travel and stuff happening. Uh, and we had to end up re-recording the first segment because when we recorded the show on Sunday night, Dre Gruden was then fired the next day. And That's we didn't right. want to sound irrelevant because the whole point of Federal uh, uh, Football Report is to bring you live local late-breaking uh, you know, news with the team. Who's to say that our show didn't have something to do with it? I mean, they heard what we were recording. They said, Mr. You know. Snyder heard and said, you know no, what? No, no more. No more. If okay. Kevin believes that, that you know, uh, Gruden should be fired, we'll fire him. So Callahan comes out. Um, and, and again, outside of a bye week, I can't think of a better time to make that sort of a change, whether it's a quarterback change, and maybe that's a hint for later on in the season, right. maybe it's a quarterback change or a coaching change, either a bye week or a team that you're pretty sure you would have been able to beat even if the old coach was in. And that, right, right, would, right. that would qualify as if you look at the Miami Dolphins. Now, the problem I had, though, was with the, the new regime coming in, they were going to get back to basics, and uh, they had no uh, no hesitancy in saying that we want to run the ball more, mm-hmm. we want to establish the run. But the problem with that is you're telling the opposition what you want exactly to do. Exactly right? what you want to <laughs> you do, know? yeah. So yeah. What they do, they, put, they come out putting nine guys in the box, Case Keenum didn't have any time to throw uh, mm-hmm. early. But despite of all that, AP gained over 100 yards, right? Would have scored a touchdown, but got too excited like you know, on, on the goal line <laughs> and, and, you know, thought about scoring before he had a hold of the ball and ended up with a bad exchange. But I was quite pleased. I was, okay. I was pleased because I saw things change. I saw the the fact that if, if, if everything isn't clicking on your offense, that the running game can be a, a stabilizer. You know, I get so tired of hearing these people on the radio and on podcasts and on Twitter talking about the new NFL and, and people don't run the ball anymore and you want to go back to the Joe Gibbs offense. Joe Gibbs who won three Super Bowls, by the way. Mm-hmm. Football is still the same game it was back yep. in the days when they wore the leather helmets and yep. stuff. Because here's the thing. I don't think it matters how you score points. I think it matters that you score points. It doesn't matter. So whether you are running the ball, uh, whether you're passing the ball, if you score at least one more point than your opponent, then you win the game. That's how we did it. So I just just don't. Yeah, right. Just one more point than the Dolphins. I don't understand this whole um, 
critique of uh, Callahan and the Redskins and his commitment to the run. Here's the thing, though, about telling folks what you're going to do. I also don't have a problem with that if they can't stop you from doing right, stuff. Right, that's true, that's true. You know, because the truth be told, in two or three weeks, Finn will be out on the team. Finn will be, will be out on the offense under, you know, Callahan, Callahan regime. And teams will know what the skins do. They'll know what their tendencies are. Cause the truth, you know, most teams, not most teams, every team has an idea what the, their opponent's going to do because right, there's right, so right. much film out on, on players, on coaches, on teams. And so everyone lines up with an idea, a general idea of what the other team's going to do. That's true, and that's so. True. Whether they know it or not doesn't matter to me. It's whether or not we can beat them with you knowing what's going to happen. And it's a matter of attitude. Now, if you take a guy and and line up and and say we're going to run the ball mm-hmm. and you can't stop us, right? right? You right. know that's demoralizing to the defense. Well, and especially right? when the running game is your strong strong point, right. right? Like there's like no one will say that the Redskins passing offense is the strong point of the team, right? Not yet. But the cool thing is, you know, look. There's plenty to look at and see it as a negative against the Dolphins. You know, you beat the Dolphins by one point. You know, they go for a two-point conversion, which was kind of odd because they had the momentum, it seemed to yes. me, at the end of the game. So why wouldn't you tie it and go to overtime and give yourself a chance yes, to win? desperation right there. But That's at the same time, game. it's like, you know what, if you know you're already, you know, tanking the season and not trying to win and you're the Dolphins, why wouldn't you go for two and say, hey, maybe we can get a win and get out of here, you know, and that's it. Uh, I understand that. But there's a few things that I draw as a positive from this game. Uh, positive number one is the like you said the commitment to the run? Yeah, yeah, How yeah. many times you can go back through the, the the archives of the Federal Football Report? Have we said eight carries is not enough for Adrian Peterson? Eleven carries is not enough for Adrian Peterson? Absolutely not. not. Playing him in week one <laughs> is not enough for Adrian Peterson. <laughs> like he he's a first ballot Hall, Hall of Famer. He was your team's MVP of the previous season. Yeah. yeah. He should get the ball, and so they committed to the run. And uh, I, gosh, I wish I, I wish I wish I would have prepared a little bit for this one statement. But I don't remember when the last time Adrian Peterson rushed for a hundred yards as a, as a Washington Redskin. Yeah, it was. Um, it was probably that um, that game against the Giants. Was that or the, no the Eagles that night when he had the one y- run for like ninety eight yards? Right, 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 <laughs> but, right. But no, there, there has not been that commitment. Also. There's always been that thing, and I mentioned it so many times. If, if if AP doesn't get like four yards in his first carry, he was looking to the sidelines because mm-hmm. he knew they were going to send Chris Thompson there, right? You know, <laughs> it's like he gets three he gets three yards, and it's a, considered a failure, right? You know, and that he couldn't really get into the flow of the game for this and, season against the Cowboys. Ten carries for 25 yards. Bears 12 carries, 37 yards. Giants 11 carries, 28 yards. Patriots seven carries. 18 yards. Oh, and look, Dolphins, he gets over 15 carries. So 23 carries, 118 yards. Yeah. And I heard him uh, on the postgame interview, he was a little upset because he felt he left a a lot of yards on the field, right? Mm -hmm. He said after he goes back and looks at the film that he could have applied a couple of cuts cut in when he should have gone out or vice versa. And he felt like he could have been even more productive. And Mm -hmm. see, this is a beautiful thing. We have something to build on now. I right. mean, if this is going to be the character of this team, which they did not have a character mm-hmm. up until this point, you didn't know what was going on until this point. You know, then so be it. You know, you know, welcome, welcome back to the NFL. Right. We were in the twilight zone for so long, and I don't want to wish uh, any uh, any harsh feelings on Mr. Gruden. I'm sure that wherever he is, that he's enjoying. I mean, you know, 
we got to sympathize with the man a little bit. It's kind of hard to walk around the streets with that much money in your pocket, yeah. right? You know, you, you can develop back problems, right? <laughs> you know, it's bad for your posture to have oh, nine million dollars in your wallet. Man, right? it's kind of hard. It's bad for yeah. him. So let's, you know, let's feel a little, little bit of pity for the man. But you know, hey, <laughs> this was a new day in D.C. And I'm not only, I'm not only like, like. Like celebrating one win, there's a lot of things we got. Are you ready for me to, to like to, to tell the world why they should be optimistic this morning? Are well, you there's ready? one other thing I want to talk about: some positivity, and I'll, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. get those 2018 stats. You know, it's, it's, but it's also, hard. it's hard to, to like they contain have this excitement. The Redskins have a no, number one receiver in Terry McLaurin. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, he is everything we thought Josh Dotson would be. Yes, yes, yes. Except Josh couldn't get on the field, and then when he did, it kind of went missing. McLaurin and even Quinn. I mean, these guys can play, man. I mean, they're receivers. You can build. A, you got a bona fide number one and number two who are fast. They can get downfield. They've got hands. And McLaurin, there seems to be no stage too big for him. I mean, he's ready for the big stage. Well, you know, he played at Ohio State, right? Which mm-hmm. you know, this is the NFL crowds are probably the smallest crowds this guy's played. Right? Yeah, played yeah. He's not used of, right? to, to, to the, the, the fans that are uh, fans. Dawson, though, I just felt that like they used him wrong. He's not that type of receiver, right? But you know, he's not the one that can make make the Quinn runs precision routes. I mean, not Quinn. Uh, uh, McLaurin. Quinn runs mm-hmm. precision routes. That's the thing about it, and and it's it's hard. It's hard to. It, they're more geometric than anything mm-hmm, else. It's mm-hmm, like they took mm-hmm. a protractor and ran the routes. He runs the routes <laughs> like they're drawn on the board, right? And not right. all receivers can do that. Mm-hmm. It, it puzzles me that the, these so-called NFL experts didn't see this when he was playing at Ohio State, maybe because they didn't have him running these routes. Everybody can't do that. I just right. said that. Right. But, um, yeah, but he's here. It's going to open up the offense when they have a guy – that can go deep. Now, he surprised the Eagles the first week, and nobody knew he can go that fast and go mm-hmm, that deep. Mm-hmm. And the Eagles made adjustments in the second half. As teams see that they can't just let this guy stay out there on one-on-one, it's going to have to you know, bring back some safety help, which is going to open up the run game. It's going to open up the underneath passing game. It's it's. It's it's a beautiful place to be right yeah, now. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now you had something you wanted to share as why people should be optimistic. Yeah, right I'm having here. a rough time, man, just containing my excitement. You know, with all the trials, the tribulations, the turmoil, and everything, so many, so many. Like you know, the jokes. There's still people on Twitter saying how bad we are. Fire the coach, fire the team, fire the stadium, and all that. Right? <laughs> this team is two games out of first place in the division. Here we go. Two here we games. Go. Mm-hmm. Two games. Now it might be a stretch. <laughs> Here we go. But right now, at, at one in five, is that our record? What is our record? One, yeah, one in five. One in yep. five. You, yep, know, it's yep, a, yep. I, you know, I'm so optimistic. I just see that we're on a winning streak, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, there was a time not too long ago, I believe the season was 2012. Mm-hmm. What a year that was. But, you know, the record, this team started out, this team, mm-hmm. the Washington, the birthday about that. That was Robert Griffin Jr. That was Robert. That was, that was Alfred Morris. That's right. That's who right. Who took the, 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 the league by storm. That's right. That was the, the, the first and second uh, rookie of the year. Also, and had a coach who, you know, it's funny how things, you know, they had a coach named Shanahan, mm-hmm. which will be seeing another Shanahan coming mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. But. This team, when they lost the game and and dropped to six and uh, three and six, mm-hmm. they dropped to three and six, and the coach said, "Well, we're just going to have to see who's going to be playing next year." And I'll tell you who they lost to. They lost to the Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. before a bye week, and the coach said, "We're going to have to see 
who wants to play next year. We got to mm-hmm. get ready for next year. This is pretty much over. And the quarterback, rookie quarterback, you know, people call them arrogant or, or whatever, said, you know, I'm not giving up on this season, right? We got right. a lot of football left to mm-hmm. play. I'm mm-hmm. not giving up. Mm-hmm. This team, who started out at three and six, that's it, yeah. won their division. Yeah, won this division. Mm-hmm. Keep hope alive. When it's the, possible. When the coach gave up and the, the quarterback, gave up. yeah, the players, the, the didn't players did not yeah. give up. Now we're at a place now where we have some, we have some veterans who know this. This might be the last hurrah. We have some rookies who who are like. They're too dumb to know any better. <laughs> and that's what you got to love about this. So, so fans, if you're smart enough to listen to this show, which mm-hmm. you, you have a certain level of intelligence to appreciate this show, right? By the way, you know? if you're listening right now, that means you're smart enough to listen yeah, to this you're show. You're right. Smarter than most people. <laughs> but we're only two games out. There's, there's that's total a good reasonable point. optimism. That's We've a already good point. played the Patriots. <laughs> what else is there to fear? <laughs> we have nothing to fear but fear itself. <laughs> right. Well, and then here's the thing. Yeah, like, yes, three division games uh, you lost, so you can't get any worse in the division. That's right. <laughs> the division. That's right. And Man. you've seen them. you got film on them. You've mm-hmm. got a new coach. This right. is a new day in right. D.C. Right. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because um, as bad as the team is playing, we've seen – you know, things that have been more weird than, than the one of five teams ended up winning the, the uh, division because think about it. So Dallas is three and three. Uh, they may end up firing their coach at some point. <laughs> Philadelphia, for whatever reason, can't seem to figure it out. They're three and three. Uh, Giants two and three or two and four. I can't remember. They think they had a bye week. But the Giant, uh, the Red, the Cowboys and the Eagles play each other this Sunday night. Yes. One of them has to lose. That's the Redskins beat the 49ers at home. Uh, and then, again, you're, what, one game back out of second place. That's right. That's right. I, and I've always been the one to try to deter delusional fans from thinking things better than they are. Right, 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 right. So with that in mind, let me say this. <laughs> they beat the Dolphins by one point. That's you know, right. if Fitzpatrick plays in the third quarter, it's possible that Miami blows out the Redskins. Um <laughs> But that didn't happen. Didn't but that happen. didn't happen. Did not happen. And so, I don't know. Maybe you've got good reason to feel the total Until they prove me otherwise, I got, <laughs> I got total. Plus, there's something in the air. I don't know if you all have noticed. There's another team around here. A couple of other teams around here that have been like doing pretty good as of late. right? And we'll and talk we got, a little bit about the Nationals, maybe yeah, in the third yeah, segment. Yeah. And the Mystics. Right? And the you Mystics. We've got a champion. Yeah, we've got a champion here in D.C. We've got another team going to the World Series. Yeah, it's, what, a year but, after the Caps or two years after the Caps go to the uh, Stanley Cup Finals? Yeah, yeah and, so the, you know, there's plenty of reason for optimism. But So let me ask you, okay. what, did, what do you think of uh, of uh, the head coach in his debut? Uh, well, his debut in Washington. He's been a head coach before. Okay, a couple things. Number one, Callahan... I feel was probably one of the more underrated reasons for Dallas's success in Dak Prescott's and Zeke's rookie year. Yeah, yeah. Um, the way that he was able to um, get that offensive line working together and communicating and get the offense working together, um, no one really talks about. So I thought that when he left the Cowboys to come to the Redskins, that was a big deal. Mm. If for nothing, for no other reason that it would hurt the Cowboys. <laughs> um, uh, but I think He's his, com- like I think his commitment to the run, uh, uh, and not just the run because, you know, his commitment to Adrian Peterson. Yes. Spoke volumes for just one simple thing. I mean, we can, we can go down the line to put more sub factors in, but it spoke to one simple thing. He's a serious football person. Right. Cause you can't be a serious football person and you can't be a serious coach. 
if you have Adrian Peterson on your team, and let's just say for whatever reason, special teams reasons, you decide to bench him on game one of the season. <laughs> like, you're not a serious football person. Who would do that? Who, you, would do who that? in the world in their right minds would do that? And so the fact that he says, listen, we're going to run the ball and our Hall of Fame MVP of this offense last year. And by the way, a guy who still has more in the tank, whether he's a north or south runner or not, who cares? He's he's the most productive, outside of maybe Terry McLaurin now, the most productive offensive player we have. And by the way, the offensive line has its issues. A good way to do that is to run the ball. The good yeah, way to yeah, fix yeah. that is to run the ball more. We're going to run the ball with him. They could have lost that game. I would have felt better about Callahan. Then Gruden, <laughs> yeah. I would have felt better yeah, about him. Yeah, without a doubt. Without Gruden a doubt. could have won that game, and I'd feel better about a Callahan loss against the Dolphins than I would about a Gruden win. Which brings up another issue. Something that didn't change was the, the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And you saw um, after uh, Fitzmagic came into the game, you saw some of the same issues with this defense that we've been uh, lamenting for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. They are too predictable. Before we jump on the defense, can we just agree that it's time to quit on Josh Rosen, right? Like, Josh Rosen should have stayed in college another two years. Yeah. yeah Number yeah. one, he looks like, you know, a, a guy who's working, you know, my son's birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. He's way <laughs> – I mean, he's, physically, he's just not there right now, right? Right, right, right. And, right, right. Um, yeah, I think it's just, you know, and, and, and he doesn't seem to have it as a quarterback. And so let's just yeah. quit on Josh Rosen. Yeah, okay? yeah, let's yeah. Let's just yeah. stop poor, it with him. Poor guy. You wonder what some of these guys would be like if they if they got to play behind an established offensive <laughs> line. And, you know, unfortunately, right. most of these guys – are, are are selected by teams that aren't good. Well, you know, and you have a point there because I feel like Ro- Josh Rosen would be Jared Goff if Rosen was drafted by the Rams and right. Goff was drafted by the Dolphins. Oh well, by the Cardinals and then traded to the Dolphins. Right, right, right. That they're the same guy. It's just that Golf is in a better situation. Yeah, than, yeah than, it's than, all yeah. about the situation and and the coach. You saw what happened when Jeff Fisher had uh, Jerry Goff. It was mm-hmm. just it was somewhat uh, similar. <laughs> yeah. To uh, Gruden and uh, and Haskins, right? You know, sometimes it just doesn't click. I mean, it's a personality thing. It's right. Like, and that, and that is, I guess that's what bothered me about the, the the past regime so much. It was a personality thing. It wasn't X's and O's. It was it was like I don't like you as an individual. That's what mm-hmm. it seemed like to me. You know, you just aren't what I thought. What I think you should be, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It's just not an acceptance of the person for what they are, right? You know, but but uh, you know, uh, who knows? Rosen might bounce around the league and end up, you know, he might be like Case Keenum was two years ago, right? No, right, you right, know, right. Who knows? Who knows? You'd mm-hmm. be the hero, you know. And you know, it, Miami. Who knows what they're doing down there? Because. At first, it seemed like I saw something in the Dolphins where they they were showing a little aggressive play and and like there's got to be something in the individual that says I'm not going to be like an 0 and 16 yeah, player, right? I think, right? I think it's so. The organization is clear that it's looking forward to the future, right? Like it is everything that they're doing has nothing to do with this season, but it has to do to put the Dolphins in a position to be competitive in the next two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, every player. And every coach on that team, they're trying to win today. Right. And so I think, it, and as dysfunctional and weird as this may sound, I think the Dolphins are actually doing a great job of being open, honest, and transparent as an organization that they're rebuilding and that they're trying to plan for next year and the next two to three years. Yet, we expect our players and our team and, and the coaches to to try to win now. Like, do your best right. to win today. Absolutely. But all the front office moves we're making 
has everything to do with trying to win uh, next year and, to, and, and set us up for the future. And, and before we go to break, because we've just been going yeah, on. We've like been, we've right, yeah, we've got to go on a break. Before, yeah. and, and the fans have a lot to do with it, too, because this whole thing is cyclical, right? Remember a few years back when uh, the Lions were the laughing stock of the mm-hmm. league, right? You know, mm-hmm. And the fans never gave up on them, right? You know, they're 2-2-1 two, two this year so far. 2-2-1. Two, two what in the world? Anyway, go ahead. What is happening in football, is right? You know? um, but, yeah, the fans never gave up on them. Remember, the Saints used to be the Aints, and people used to right. show up with paper with bags. With paper bags over there, yep. Yeah, yep, but the yep. fans never gave up on them. So, Burgundy and Gold fans... You're only two games out of first place, right? <laughs> Don't give up. Uh-huh. Don't read anything you see on social media unless it's uh, Claude J Radio or it's Stanford right. Kevin, right? Mm-hmm. Don't read that. Don't believe the hype. We're two games out of first place. There you go. We'll talk about the defense when we come back. It's the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network, 1500 AM, com. Coming up, we've, we'll talk about the defense. We also have a uh, Bradley Bill situation going on here in D.C. We're going to do some Nats talk later on in the show as well. Wait, but- wait, 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 wait. We're not going to do fake news or not? Oh, but that's coming up next. Oh, shoot. I was going to leave. We weren't going to do that. (laughs) Fake news or not. (laughs) On the Federal Football Report. It's the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network, 1500 AM, federalnewsnetwork.com. I'm Claude Jennings. He's Kevin Stanfield. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got the defense to talk about. uh, But first, America, it's the segment you know. It's the segment you love. It's a segment we cannot do like one show without because if we do... We get tons of complaints, and so we promise to keep it going. Yeah, for time for fake news or not. It's time for fake news or not. Where this game goes is I give three statements to Kevin. He lets me know whether they're fake news or not and uh, and why. And so statement number one, Kevin, Bill Callahan will be the coach of the Washington Redskins next season. Fake news or not. That's news. That's news okay. right there. That's okay. going to happen. You know, after our playoff run and, and- – <laughs> Going to the <laughs> NFC Championship game. Right? Oh, NFC that, Championship game. Hey, hey, okay. you gotta believe big. Got to believe big, right? You know, after that, no, I, I think that uh, I see a lot of things in Callahan I like uh, on and off the field. Mm-hmm. I think he's winning off the field. I think that um, his demeanor with the media is something that's been missing in this town uh, uh, for a while now. I think that. He has a calm, I mean, because the media could ask a lot of, they're not like us. They can right. ask a lot of stupid questions. <laughs> and questions you know that a guy can't answer, right, right? right? And in this day and age, it really bothers me that so much um, reporting, it's not really reporting, it's more rumor passing. And, yeah, yeah, and, right, right. And But I think Callahan has a way of, of of saying that, hey, look, I just started this. I don't know what's going on. Like the Haskins situation, mm-hmm. for instance, right? Mm-hmm. He said, this is a rookie who hasn't got any reps. No, right. he's not starting. Yeah, he's third yeah, yeah. string, string right now. Yeah, yeah. But now, uh, uh, Case had developed some type of mysterious injury this past week. I don't know. He looked like he was fine when he walked off the field. <laughs> feet. But all of a sudden, uh, Haskins right. has taken all the first team reps in the first mm-hmm. day of practice. So I, I like what he's doing. I, I like um his love of the game, like you said, he's a football guy, and I think he'll do wonders for this this team if they stick with it. Right? If they yeah. Stick with well, it. the thing about Callahan, and I'm with you. I think that that's news. Is there's something about when you're rebuilding um, that having someone who's been there before yeah. kind of plays to your your uh, advantage. You know, yeah. um, you don't want to rebuild with a rookie quarterback with a thirty something year old coach. Who's this is his first gig, and you know he's got some flary stuff that he does and off the coordinator, <laughs> but he hasn't managed the whole team. This team's, you know, you saw through the first five games of the season, so many holding penalties, offsides. They just seem disorganized. Time out, time out. Mm-hmm. You mentioned something. 
Holding penalties. You know how many holding penalties they had against Miami? How many? None. See, and so there's something about <laughs> there's something. Yeah. There's something about the fact. Okay, we need a guy who knows how to organize a team and how to get everybody, just from a fundamental standpoint, ready to play. And I think that that's valuable for the Redskins this year and next year. Now, is he a long-term Super Bowl uh, uh, solution? I don't know, but he's a right to sit the ship uh, selection. I, th- I think about. Um, Dallas, when they turned around a little bit because Bill Parcells coached, yeah, he didn't yeah. get to a Super Bowl, but he 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 did away with Quincy Carter as quarterback. You right. know what I mean? Like <laughs> stupid stuff like that. <laughs> like why in the world is Quincy Carter, Carter playing quarterback for your team? He he made the organization itself a serious organization. Right, He's right. the one who ushered in Drew Bledsoe at quarterback until Tony Romo took over. Like he made solid football decisions for the team. They started to build the offensive line, and that's what I see with Callahan. I see a guy who's going to help from a fundamental standpoint turn the football team. Back into a football team. That's right. That's and so right. I think that that's news as well. Uh, statement number two, Dwayne Haskins needs to get used to the feeling of the bench because he's going to be sitting there all year. Fake news or not. <laughs> that's fake news right there. Okay. That's fake news. Um, except, here's the thing, one way or another, this team is going to win. If it's a... If it's a <laughs> One way or another. But I love it. I love it. it. It's going to involve a decision. Mm-hmm. It's going to involve a decision on Case Keenum's part that says, if I want to keep playing, I'm going to have to play better. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to play better. It's going to take a decision on Dwayne's part that says, I'm going to have to beat somebody out to get this job. Right. They can't just hand this job to me. That's not what's happening. And I think that's what everybody expected, people to just hand him this job. Mm-hmm. And he might not be good enough yet. Right, right. You right. Know? Well, you, 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 you make a good point, Kevin. And here's why I say that that's why this is fake news. I agree with you. It's fake news. But I think it's fake news because, again, with Callahan being a football person, I, I, I feel like he knows that the Redskins need to figure out this year whether Dwayne Haskins is the guy or not. Like, is he? Do you feel like his ceiling is Super Bowl caliber quarterback? And if you don't feel like it is, we need to know this year because there's a quarterback rich draft coming up. And also, you know, you you could find something in case where you're like, he could play here for another two years while we get Haskins ready to play. You know, I mean, so I think. I, you've got to get him in some real game situations to know what the kid has. And from what I've seen so far, I don't. I think Case is better than Dwayne now, but I don't think he's that much better than Dwayne now. Well, is he better because of skill or, or better because of experience? I think he's better because of experience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. right. And the and, one way you get experience is by how? Doing it. <laughs> it's so funny. When I was a young kid out of high school, and and I was applying for jobs, and they're saying, "Well, how do you have experience?" They're like, you know, my experience is waking up in the morning and making cereal, like because I'm a kid. But if you hire me, I'll have experience. That's right. You know? That's so, right. Yeah, but that's how you get experience by it, doing it. Yeah, it's the same way. You know what? That hasn't changed. That part of the business has not changed, mm-hmm. right? You know, they say, "Well, uh, yeah, I want a, a national talk show. What experience do you have?" I, I listen to the national talk show, right? <laughs> you know, how do you expect one to get experience, right? You know, mm-hmm. you know, this pain, you got to pay your dues. That's the way right. it is, right? At you some know, point. you might be the most talented guy, you know, there, but that will show if you have an opportunity, right? right. You know, we're not looking, you know, like James Brown said, I don't want nobody to give me nothing. Open the door. Yeah. I'll get it myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know, but I'm saying that there's fake news. Um, he's not going to be on the bench because, uh, I think that there's, there's just too much at stake here. And I think that 
Winning cures all that. Mm-hmm. If if this team wins, no one in case he's a quarterback, no one's going to ask about Haskins. Right, right. Not no a word. One. Not yep. a word. Not yep. a word. And if something happens and Haskins comes in and wins, mm-hmm. that's yeah, it. That's <laughs> it. Everybody yeah. gets what they want. So, the, yeah, you know, questions hey, are answered. You know. uh, fake news or not? Question number three or statement number three: The playoffs are still in play. Fake news or not? Well, you know that. Right? Yeah, I was going to say, that. you took all the thunder in the yeah, earlier that's segment. News. That's news. That should be the headline. <laughs> that should be the headline, right? People okay. still talking about getting uh, Tua and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. No. We're two games out. Yeah, you can you can give up now and put in your second string and see if they can play or not, or you can see what you got. You can play with what you got. You got to believe you can win. Otherwise, why you got, well, I guess some guys are out there for just a paycheck. Right. But there's something about winning, man. I mean, once you've done it, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, once, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you've done it, and I've heard of, I've heard guys say like during the, the, the Gibbs regime that the Gibbs would make losing seem so bad. Like yeah. everybody wanted to win, but it made losing seem like that's the worst thing that could happen to you. Somebody could break into your house, burn it down, steal your dog and all that. It wouldn't be as bad as losing again. <laughs> right. So right. that's why they got to enjoy winning, but they got to absolutely hate losing. Got to hate losing. Yeah, it's hate interesting, it. though, because I, I think that this is fake news as well, but for different reasons. It's fake news simply because mathematically they're not out. That's right. And so until someone's mathematically out, I don't think you're out. You know, with uh, math majors around. Exactly. Here, right? yeah, yeah. I did very well in that. <laughs> it's funny because I was talking to a math tutor the other day for some odd reason, and he was saying, how he was helping a student with invisible numbers. And I was like, why in the world would we try to trick people with I'm not really good with the visible numbers, yeah, most got, of the yeah. invisible numbers. <laughs> yeah. The ones I can see give me a problem. Right. <laughs> right. So I don't even know what that's all about. Yeah. That's it, ladies and gentlemen, for another edition of Fake News or Not. Before we get to this defense, did you see the story about Miles Garrett from the Cleveland Browns saying that uh, he a fan, a fan flagged him down to take a picture with him? Right. So he takes a picture with him, and after the picture, the fan like kind of punches him in the face. Yeah, I, I just glanced at, was it a Cleveland fan who did it? Or? I don't know, but he says that, he said it wasn't really a hard one. It was like, you know, he just kind of, you know, pillow tapped him in the face. But still, if Miles Garrett was to then deck this fan, this person, he'd be in jail. You know what I mean? But this guy could just jump out of his car and, and, and do that. He said he was surprised and it was, he called the police. Um, he said he wasn't injured. He was just surprised. Like, why in the world would this guy do this? Did they arrest the guy, or, or what did it say? Or? No. Uh, let's see. Uh, the spokesman said the team was aware of the incidents. Uh, the Browns played the Patriots on the 27th. Yeah, just he reported to the police. I guess the guy did it and jumped off. He went to Twitter. Here's uh, Miles Garrett's uh, tweet. He says, a quote-unquote fan hopped out of his car to take a picture with me, and then he punched me in my face. Huh. If he put his legs into it, he might have actually made me flinch. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Police that, that, that's, that's kind of strange. Could it be one of them like taps, like yeah, way to go, guy. One of those things. Or, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I, even so, I wouldn't do that. Such an odd situation. Not, not so anyway, scared, federal right. football report. Uh, all things burgundy and gold. Do you want to talk a little bit about the defense, Kevin? Yeah, <laughs> that's, I was on such a high here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and w- the defense showed a lot, a lot early. Right, we saw a safety blitz from Landon Collins. We saw some stunts from the offensive line. And it was very exciting, right? It seemed mm-hmm. um, that 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 you know they were playing like a defense. Field. Granted, it was against the Dolphins, but <laughs> but what the thing that bothers five me about sacks in the game was it five or yeah, six? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the thing that bothers me though is when they put Fitzpatrick in, a veteran quarterback. Because Josh Rosen can't play quarterback no. in the NFL. He just, he, he's not. He can't. You no, know, he just he's been too beat up at yeah. this point, right? Mm-hmm. It's just it's, it reminds me of a lot of uh, Patrick Ramsey back and in the day. Now, right? by the way, Patrick Ramsey, I felt could play. Yeah, Patrick Ramsey had an arm. Yeah, he was he could good. Play. 
He was just beat up a lot. Right. He had trigger a trigger happy. A, just, yeah, it was, well, and he had a coach who didn't believe in the offensive line, right. protection, all that. He said, listen, 25 guys out in the and then just yeah. pitch and catch, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, but when the veteran quarterback came in, it was too easy to identify what <laughs> what they needed to do, what yeah, the defense yeah, was doing. Yeah. It just picked them apart, right? There was a couple of great catches I think it in was, there. The, the Dolphins scored two touchdowns in like nine minutes or 11 <laughs> yeah. minutes, something like that, when yeah. they couldn't score any all day. <laughs> Not all day. And uh-huh. and he just marched them down the field. So there's going to have to be some changes made. There's going to have to be a change in philosophy. Why? I mean, it would be beautiful if you can just get pressure on the quarterback all game long with just rushing three right. guys, right? right? But you can't. You know, you gotta. You know, you have to make them think that the house is coming every mm-hmm. single time, even though you don't send them. You just make them think you are right. And this right. is the new NFL. People, same people who say it's the new NFL and and it's just passing and 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 you don't have to worry about the run. Those are the same people. Who who let who complain when the teams run against them, right? You know, right, right, yeah, right. There's things you can do. You got to get rid of this three four. I mean, this, yeah, this three four defense. That's got to go. You, you yeah. can't. People say, well, it's a hybrid. They don't play it all the time. And I don't care. Who if, cares? Right. When they play it at all, they play it too much. Right. right. You got to <laughs> you got to get rid of that. You know, it maximizes your talent, right? You right. know, Ryan Kerrigan is a liability in pass coverage. Right. Uh, he should never be in pass. Martez Quet. Is a yeah. liability in pass coverage. Yeah, Montez Sweat should never be checking a running back or yeah, never no, ever, be going backwards. Never, ever, 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 right? You know, so if once you see that, you say, you know, you're an offense coordinator, you say, this is the matchup we want. If you see it at the back of a 91 at any time, throw mm-hmm. the ball in that direction. Here's what's interesting. There was, uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey is now with the Rams, but I mean, yeah, if he was yeah. on, he was on the market. Uh, let's see if the you know uh, 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 Jaguars would need a, a left tackle. Maybe I, I there were looked, things you could have done. Yeah, what are you gonna do with Trent. Like, why is this still an issue? It's Let's ego, move man. forward. It's Let's ego. trade him, get something for him, something. and keep moving. Anything, anything. Now, the, the rumor mills were, were active this week, and it reports that they were uh, trading Trent to the Browns. Mm-hmm. And, then, of course, they were all rumors. There was no uh, speculation on this, which I... Like I kind of let me guess, they're going to send him to the Browns, and they're going to, you know, Odell, uh, Odell Beckham, uh, Odell Beckham, <laughs> yeah, all, all four of those all guys. Of, yeah. They're going to get those three guys out of number one draft. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I just told guys, I said, yeah, my dog says it's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, because it's all rumor. Don't report it's all this rumor. stuff. I don't know what good does it do you. Don't report this stuff. It doesn't. And then no good. The, the word comes out this morning that um, that. Uh, Bruce Allen refused because they were only offering the sixth round pick. It's ridiculous. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. So, yeah, you know, forget the rumor mills. Listen to us. We'll tell you the truth, right? You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you got you got a whole, you know, right now they're 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 at an impasse. You can just give up and say we'll take you know little or nothing for him. At some point, you're going to have to do that. Yeah, right? no, right, you know? right, right. At and, some point, uh, you're going to do something. Yeah, especially about before him. the draft next year, so you can draft another left tackle, right? Exactly. But it's going to have to be a beast. <laughs> He's going to have to be. We Big should time. do that right now. Mm-hmm. We should start our left tackle search, right? We should mm-hmm. scout the teams. You know, we got a vast scouting department. You know, for unlimited budget. Lisa Wolf gave us the budget to just like scout every college football game, right? You're 100 you know? right, though. That's yeah. that. That's, that's what we should, should be doing, right? Yeah. And so I'm sitting here looking at stuff on the Redskins website to get ready for the next segment, and all of a sudden the audio starts playing. We didn't <laughs> want that to enough tackles, I hope, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, coming up on the next segment on the Federal Football Report, we're going to preview this game against the unbeaten San Francisco 49ers. It's the Federal Football Report, Federal News Network. Oh, yeah. 
It's the uh, final segment of the Federal Football Report, 1500 AM, federalnewsnetwork.com. Uh, lots going on in D.C. sports. And so before we preview the Redskins game against the uh, 49ers, another home game, let's talk a little bit about some stuff happening in D.C. The Washington man? Mystics win the WNBA We're championship. We're number one, baby. We're number one. We're <laughs> Did you watch one. at all? Not as not as, <laughs> I watched the final four minutes of Game Five. Let me tell you, I have a little history with the Mystics. You know, we okay. were here in in town uh, when the Mystics, uh, you know, uh, played their inaugural season. Mm-hmm. And you know, I have my, you know, I have three daughters, and they're all sports fans. My, right. My uh, my oldest one played in high school. Do they and, follow the WNBA? Oh, without a doubt, that's part of my story. Uh, when they were young, a couple of things. I don't know if anybody remembers the the, the, the initial team, but uh, the, the the quote superstar unquote was a player named Nikki McCray. I do remember, do Nikki, remember McCray. Nikki McCray. Uh-huh. She never quite lived up to the building, but she was the 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 attraction, the star. Sure. And um, uh, through our good friend Tony Kornheiser, who knows everybody and everything. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Mattel came out that year with the WNBA Barbie dolls. Did I don't remember that. Yes, yes, they did. Oh, wow. And, and through our good friend, he was able to get me three of these Nikki McCray Barbie dolls for my daughter, which two of them still have. That's you a know, big prominently deal. Displayed. The yeah. other one would have had it, but our dog got a hold of it and <laughs> chewed up the box, right? You know. <laughs> so, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So we're a big fan. As a matter of fact... Another thing, another experience we had with the Mystics, they, uh, I called the Mystics one day and I said, uh, you know, I got three dollars that are big fans. I said, you have anything like, uh, any type of, uh, fan appreciation thing that mm-hmm. I can do, like come before practice? They said, as a matter of fact, what we do at the games, we have this thing called the, um, I forgot exactly what they did, like the, uh, the, the courtside participation thing. Okay. The, the girls come out with the team. Right. No. So when the team like introduce the team and the lights go down, yeah. the girls like at this time they were like um uh maybe the oldest one maybe been like thirteen, so they yeah, were like yeah, thirteen, yeah. twelve, and like So this eight. is a big deal to them. This was a huge deal. Yeah. The lights go down and when the mystics jog out on court to come out for the warm ups, uh-huh. the girls were in line with them, right? No. You know? And they stood on the side like when they were doing the warm ups and they introduced the players, they stood there and got high fives from the players nice. and stuff. Yeah. It was a very, very, very cool experience. I bet. I right. bet. And one that I'm sure that they still remember. Yeah, they still remember still talk about it. Remember the first thing they said when they saw me out there they said, Dad, them women are bigger than you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It was, so, you know, we got nothing but love for, for the Mystics and, and, and what they've done. They've done a lot for the city, right? They're big in the, you know, the fact that they play over in Congress Heights, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right know, there in Southeast and, uh, you know, in that new community. community. And by the way, good, good job by the ownership there by realizing, let's just take this from Capital One. Yeah. Because there's no point in putting them in there and it just seemingly like they just can't feel the place because they couldn't feel the place. Right, right, right. And let's build a smaller arena. And it's their home. It's where they play ball, and, uh, and so so that was a good deal by the, by by them. And by the way, the Mystics swept last year out of the finals. That's right. Come that's back right. this year, and they win it. Elena Deladon with three herniated discs in her yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And still plays. Yeah, she still plays. Still, she's an amazing story. You know, yeah. she was on. Uh, it was a real sports. They did a feature on her because she has a 
uh, disabled sister right. that she cares mm-hmm. for, right? You know, so she's just an amazing story. And Decided to come to Washington, not you know, in a day where you know athletes go to different cities for whatever reason. Right. She decides to come to Washington because she wants to be closer to her sister. That's right. That's, That's what right. brought her here. That's right. And she That's brings right. a champion. And we appreciate her being here, like because, like I said, there's something in the air, right? You know, from the. From the and and we're gonna like uh, segue into the other you know you guys might have heard there's another couple of sports things happening in the city right mm-hmm. but they're all involved they support each other tremendously right right it's like last the, with the cat and the Stanley Cup run you looked at one point and Max Serser and Ryan Zimmerman are in the stands dressed yeah. up like, yeah, like right, hockey right, players exactly right? you exactly know? <laughs> you know, you gotta and love I love that. that you gotta, you gotta love, love it. that you and speaking of uh, Serser and Zimmerman uh, the Nationals. In the World Series the for the World first Series. time in franchise history. The World Series. This is a big deal. There will be at least two, possibly three, World Series games played right here in Washington, in, in, D.C. In and you, being a card-carrying member of the Washington, D.C. sports press, might be able to get into a game, Well, right? unfortunately, they, I just got a notification from the league. They, they realized, <laughs> oh, because oh. I was in attendance uh, at the... Um, at the uh, the uh, wild card game, as well as the uh, the championship uh, uh, the, the division series against the uh, the Dodgers, right? Uh huh. But they informed me. They said, "Yeah, we appreciate all you do. We love the Federal Football Report. Unfortunately, it's going to be big time now. We got people from all over the world coming, and yeah, yeah. we don't want to embarrass the them series. by having them there with you. Well, right? you, know, you know, and I said, well, I you know, what good for them because yeah. why would they put all the other people through that kind of situation? Yeah, it's just a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah, there's a no lot of pressure for yeah, them. Absolutely. But, but yeah, but I say, hey, I'm still with you. We're going to talk about you and show you the love that you deserve. And you know, what's beautiful about this this whole experience for me. Number one, they were losing early. Uh huh. That uh-huh. reminds me of another team in town, and people wrote them off. Which reminds me, like a of another team in town, uh-huh. and they turned it around. Which reminds me of a, and they made a change. Well, their changes were on the field. But to me, here's the biggest thing that that happened to this team this year that that that, that made all this possible, and that's that baby shark. Yeah, you know what? No, you're 100 percent right. It's, it, it it loosened things up. Guys started to play again, and one of the telling moments was when you got to see um, uh, Strasburg. A little looser yeah. than normal. Yeah, he and he's jumping was, around, was hugging and playing and around. Yeah, that but, never happened. But you know what? To me, this this gave the team an identity. It gave the fans something to rally behind. Before, mm-hmm. like you go to a Nationals game, where if they were playing the Padres, you see ten uh, percent of the people with the with the Padres jerseys on because right. because most people in D.C. aren't from D.C., right? Mm-hmm. And it gave them a chance to see their hometown team. And and it was no identity. We talk about the, the Burgundy and Gold identity. It was no identity for this fan base. But this thing, it, it's something that originated here, right? right? Not the song, but the fact that they did, that the fans rallied behind it, and it's something that everybody did. That's something that you, that's unique to D.C. And the media's picked up on it, and you see that every time the fan, uh, the players do the, the shark clap with a little two-finger shark clap and mm-hmm. all that, it's like this identity now, and it's, yeah. make, it's making the team popular. There were people in Game 4 who showed up in shark outfits. That's, that's <laughs> that they, they did it for the walk. <laughs> in shark outfits, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, it's so cool. You know how all that started, right? How did it, it start? Because they uh, wanted the walk-up music, right? And he right. Decided to go with Baby Shark. Well, because right? he asked his daughter, like his daughter was like, I guess ten, and said, uh, "You know, what can I use?" And, he, and she said, "Baby Shark." And he said, <laughs> "Really?" And he said, "Okay." Well, my daughter said it. 
And wow. it just and it just took off. It's a beautiful thing. And, and something else is beautiful. Like um, I'm a native Washingtonian. Mm-hmm. My father took me to the Senators games. Oh, right? get you out know? of here! Yeah, I went to RFK, which was DC Stadium at the time, mm-hmm. and watched the Senators play. It was a very hurtful moment when uh, when this team was ripped from our from our bosom, right? right. You know? So wow. baseball means a lot to me in DC. But to see guys like Orion Zimmerman, who has been here his yeah. whole career. And not just a member of the team, but like critical to the team getting to the World Series. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Not just hanging on, right? Mm-hmm. Participating. And, and, and I know I'm rambling, man, but I just, no, I'm really, good. I'm really uh, excited about this. And the influx of, of diversity on this team. Mm-hmm. Last year, and I try, I'm trying hard not to mention the guy's name, mm-hmm. but his, uh, his name rhymes with, uh, <laughs> uh, nice, Plopper or something like that, <laughs> but um, <coughs> people had to like, uh, like had to like bow at his altar, right? You know, mm-hmm. when media came, whenever they came, it always had to be about Harper, how this is going to affect Harper, the contract. And by the way, he hadn't won anything, nothing, ain't won nothing, won the, won the MVP when the team had a losing record. Right. I say, well, how right. valuable could he be? Uh, again, we're not talking about anybody in particular. Somebody whose name rhymes with uh, uh, Rice uh, Parker. Right. <laughs> but this year, this year you got some young, eager talent, man. You look I at mean, the- I love Juan Soto. I love watching the passion he plays with. I love Victor Robles. I mean, you, you know, Anthony Rendon. It's it's ridiculous. But here's the thing, and I know we don't want to mention his name, but he was the main story all off season all for the, the entire off season. Number all- one. Number two, he was the story for the regular season. Right. All regular season. He's not going to get out of this postseason without being the main story. Not the main story, but maybe of the postseason. How they did it without you. Right. I mean, all offseason it was, this team's going to be nothing without, you know, Rice Blopper. <laughs> uh, they won't be anything without him. <laughs> How are they going to get the offense? This is this is typical D.C. sports. This is the Nata. And then 19 and 31. Oh, you think they could use Bryce? You think they could use him? You think, you know. And then next thing they turn it around. And no, we're not going to let that story, you know, move from the headlines. Look at what they're doing, even without them. Sometimes it's not about the superstar name or the superstar talent. What makes the team better? That's right. That's right. And, and there's no doubt the team is better without Much better. Them. Because they're a team now. is a team. Nobody, even uh, Rendon, who is like a candidate for league MVP mm-hmm, this year, mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. not standing out. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't. Right. Like, now, I've seen the guy talk, right? The guy's a very pleasant guy, right? <laughs> you know, he's just a nice guy. And mm-hmm. it's not, he doesn't. I, I'll tell this one story. I think I've told this story before about. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, I'm standing there at, uh, you know, at batting practice and I'm standing at, at the entrance of the dugout. You know, they have little specials where they allow like fans to come down, like to see batting practice, maybe yeah, autographs yeah, yeah. and stuff. So a guy's there with a little kid. I'm assuming it's his son. The kid's like about four years old and is handing, mm-hmm. is walking off the field from, from batting practice right. headed for the dugout. The, the guy, the kid is, is holding a Sharpie and a hat. And, he, and the, the father sort of nudges him, and he walks over to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and holds it up for an autograph. Now, I'm standing there, and he's walking past me, walks past the kid like the kid doesn't exist. Wow. Yeah, so you don't do that. that point, yeah, yeah. I had no more use for this guy. Yeah, no, but you, don't, but you bring up a great point. So my son, man, he's six. He's into golf. He's been into golf ever since he was two years old. Yeah, yeah. At three years old, I took him to a tournament. He loved Ricky Fowler. And Ricky, in the middle of a tournament, he just hold out on eight. We're at Congressional Country Club for the Quicken Loans National. Uh-huh. He holds out on eight. He's walking to nine. 
My three-year-old is sitting there, and he says, Ricky Fowler, hey, Ricky Fowler. Ricky turns to him and says, hey, kid, what's going on? Hey, buddy, what's up? And keeps walking. Then he stops and reaches in his pocket and gives him the ball that he was playing with. Oh, for that really? round. Yeah, and they don't normally – I mean, in round, they don't do that kind right. of thing. They may high-five you. During, you know, while at the driving range or a short game area, they may throw, you know, a little practice ball to you. He gave him the ball he was playing with. Right to him. You know, oh, that's the, awesome. Ever since then, me, my wife, well, my wife, for some odd reason, still doesn't really care whether Ricky Fowler was or not. She actually sometimes roots against him. Ricky Ricardo. Matter, we, right? we root for him, and I got buddies who are golfers who root for Ricky yeah. for that one thing because they treat the fans right, especially the kids, man. man. I'm going out on the limb. He is officially now the golfer of the Federal Football Report. He right? has He's to the be. official golfer. Right? I mean, he yeah. stopped. I mean, and, and all these, and, and, and it's so funny because I talked, I had a chance to talk to Brent Snedeker, who's a golfer, and I said, you know, I told him, about that story and I said it means so much to kids when you know you guys stop and you talk to them and you sign it and he's like you know without kids and you guys coming to the stuff like we don't have a tour you know what I mean like we don't don't, without the fans we don't have anything and so you've got that's part of signing up to say okay I'm going to be a professional athlete and especially if you're you know, rice blopper, and you're like I want to be the (laughs) face of not just an organization but of of the game then you have been put on your back the responsibility and the obligation to stop and to talk to at least kids. Because if you can't win an adult over, you can win them over, you know, by talking to them. You can win them over by talking to kids. Right, right, right. you treat a kid right, you don't do that. Yeah, and this can't be all about the dollar signs. Now, I don't fault these guys for making as much as possible because the guys who are paying them are making even more than that. Exactly. But but like you said, without without the fans, and especially the kids, that's what – that's when my love of baseball started when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, we mm-hmm. used to, you know. And by the way, isn't that when everybody's love of whatever sport they have starts when they're a kid? I think about football. I remember, I remember growing up and, and, and living in my grandmother's house, being in the basement, my brother and I, and we didn't even have a football, but we'd roll a sock up or we'd roll like gloves up and we'd use that as our football. And the couch was the defender. And I'm going back to pass. I throw it to him over the couch. Right. He's got to dive over the defender. Like it starts as a kid. Right. And, and, and you grab them then when they're young, and then they become obnoxious adult, adults who, who are obsessed with the same sport. So it all goes back to the baby shark, man. So, you know, uh, by the time that this uh, – who knows? I mean, the, the the who knows who the opponent's going to be, Houston or the Yankees. But, you know, we're very proud of these Do you guys. have a preference? No, no. I'd okay. love to – it's like for the sake of history – I'd love to just, like, spank the Yankees Me one too. time. Man, right, I'd love know. for the Washington yeah. Nationals to come into this series and beat the yeah. Yankees. Damn. But I have a couple of my old Army buddies that are living in Houston, and okay. I'd love to, like, to beat them down. Little, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have a little back and forth because we all, like, we play all play ball together and all that. So I'd love to have a good back and forth between them. So I'm I'm just excited for this team. They've already won, won in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. But we're going to win again I, in my you know, eyes. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing. Like, do the Nationals have to win the World Series in order to consider this a successful season? I don't think they have to. They, they don't have to, but that's why they should. Yeah, right. <laughs> we don't even want to debate that. Right, I mean, right. we're going to be going into late October, early November with baseball. That's here right. In the, in in the, the city. I'm, I'm trying my best to, 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 to pull for my retirement and other things to get a World Series <laughs> ticket. I just want to go to baseball game with a hat on and a, and a sweatshirt. I want to go with my red sweatshirt and my Nats pull-down cap and, and, and hat and throw my the hood up and watch baseball in, in the fall. And you know, the beautiful thing about Nats Park is if you get a nosebleed ticket, you don't have to stay up there. You can go down to the picnic table right, area. Right, right, right. And by the way, area. if you've never been to Nats Stadium, there's not a bad seat in the house. Not, no. There's no. not a bad seat in that place. No, no. It's gonna be I've, I've, been, I've been on the lower tier, and I've been in the nosebleeds. <laughs> and they're all great seats.
They're all great seats. So yeah, we'll yeah. So hats off to these boys. And, yeah. and, 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 and like I said, they've already won, man. Anytime you can get Strasburg in the dugout dancing, right? Right. You know? <laughs> they do already. You know, interestingly, uh, uh, Juan Soto, was just 20 years old when they won the, the uh, uh, won the pennant. So when they were spraying champagne Had to close around, his mouth. Had yeah. to keep his mouth closed. He couldn't consume any champagne there because That's he's beautiful. too young. There's, there's so many stories behind this team, man. Absolutely. This, this is what D.C. sports is. And 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 you hear people have the nerve to say D.C. isn't a sports town. I don't understand. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't D.C. Know. is like any other city. They're better when the team is winning. That's right. You, That's I right. mean, you go to Chicago when, when the White Sox and Cubs are down and the Bears have been down for a while, and even the Bulls. Yeah, you watch the sports, but you don't care. It's right. like, because you know what? It's a big city, and there's other things happening. There's life happening. There's other things going yeah, on. Yeah. But the minute the sports teams win, let me tell you, and, and, and proof positive of that are the Mystics, but also the Capitals. Yes. You know what I mean? D.C., you want to rank sports, you know, hockey is at the bottom of the list. But the team, the city came alive around the Caps, and they did the same thing for the Mystics. And they're going to do the same thing for the Nationals. They're doing okay. the same thing for the Okay, Nationals. last question on this because we, we're still yeah, we, running out we're of time. Running we've got, yeah, but um, who throws out the first pitch? I mean, Obi's already thrown out one. Elena oh, and the Mystics have already man. thrown out one. Who throws out the first pitch at the first World Series game? Robert Griffin? No, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Who do you, who do you think? Maybe a Joe Gibbs. Um, I'm thinking Joe, maybe Doug Williams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, did I tell you I ran into Doug Williams at Redskins Park? Oh, really? So I'm sitting there at Redskins Park in Ashburn. I've got some radio work to do out there, uh, a, a couple of meetings that we had. And uh, I'm just sitting there waiting for the guys to get there in, in the lobby. I'm, I see three Super Bowl trophies and, and a nice helmet and just, you know, kind of taking it all in, you know, where I am. And, and, looking at, and I look down the hall, and here comes Doug Williams. <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, Mr. Williams, how you doing? He said, hey, well, I'm good, man. What's your name? I'm Claude. And he's like, oh, it's good to meet you. Out here hanging. I said, now I got a meeting for the radio. I said, okay, cool. You work with the radio team? Yeah. And then I had my Golf DMV shirt on. He said, Golf DMV, what's that? So we're talking about Golf DMV and uh, 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 just letting him know, you know, he's like like my, my one of my earliest football memories was the Super Bowl against the, the Broncos. You know, my earliest football memory is the Broncos coming back against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Um, the drive with John yeah. Elway. That was my earliest football memory. Um, uh, oh, no. It, 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 actually, it might be a little bit before that. It might be the uh, Cincinnati Bengals losing to the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Right, right. Uh, the Boomer Esiason, Joe yeah. Montana thing. Right, uh, but right. anyway, uh, then I said, yeah, that comeback, man, that second quarter, like earliest football memories. Like, and so that was kind of cool to sit there and talk to. <laughs> All right. But now, yeah, it's got to be it's got to be one of those guys, let right? Let me share this one now. I had to go out there for some business as well, uh-huh. right? You know, Larry Michaels was a good friend, one of the best guys I've ever met. In you this know, industry, oh, right? you know Larry Michaels. Larry is the best man. Yeah. So I knew I had to go out there, and I have the Sports Illustrated from the the Broncos Redskins Super Bowl with mm-hmm. Doug Williams on the front. All it says is "Wow," right? Right. Uh-huh. You know, and I've had that, and I've kept it in a, in a, a Ziploc bag, and yeah. you know, in my basement mm-hmm. since then, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going out here this morning, and I said. You know, I should take this out there. Maybe I can get Larry to introduce me to Doug Williams. Yeah, yeah, I said, yeah. Nah, that wouldn't be professional. That would be too fan-like. <laughs> uh-huh. And so I'm sitting in the lobby. The first person I see in the lobby when I <laughs> Doug, Doug Williams, Williams right? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I just, <laughs> right. So I didn't tell him about that. I told Larry. Larry cracked that. But, yeah, the, the, and, he the lo- and he would have loved the sign. Yeah, yeah. He would have loved it. It, 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 looked, it, to, it was funny because it made my day to do that. But it looked like 
it made his day. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. To talk to me and for me to want to sit there and talk to him about, you know, him being one of my earliest memories of football. It looked like it made his day to do that. Well, yeah, who do we call? Maybe we should call the Nationals right now and say it has to be Doug. It has to be Doug. Right, yeah. Absolutely. There's a game coming up uh, this weekend. So, yeah, there is a a football game happening this weekend. (laughs) Washington Redskins, uh, 49ers. Kevin, what do the Redskins have to do to stop this? Because as as good as the 49ers have been, I haven't watched a lot of tape on the team. And so I'm watching it. Garoppolo, sure. The defense seems to be pretty good. What do the Redskins need to do to beat these 49ers? They have to control the ball. The, the 49ers play out west as, as high powered. They 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 uh um they have a high powered offense. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, for whatever happened while he was here, was a pretty good offensive coordinator, right? Mm-hmm. He he uh, orchestrated the the uh, the two prong attack, pretty much uh, invented this read option thing that made made these guys superstars, right? right? So he's a he's a, a student of the game. He learned under you know learned under the best at that time. Mm-hmm. So we have to uh, uh, establish the run. We have to control the ball. Mm-hmm. We have to shorten the game. We have to give Garoppolo fewer opportunities, right? And we're going to have to get creative on defense because yeah. he'll, he'll tear us apart if we don't. Creative on defense, and I think creative on offense. Got to find a way to score the football. You got to get the ball over the goal line. Yeah. And yeah. I think they're going to have to do it. They're going to have to get at least 21, 24 points. Get the ball in the hands of the However, I think this is a winnable game. Yes. I think the Redskins can win this game 24 to 17, 24 to 20. That's my official prediction. All right. Well, I'll I go with it. I'll go with that. I think there's going to be more of an offensive explosion, though. I'm giving them a 35-24. Okay. There we go. There you have it, folks. Federal Football Report, Federal News Network, 1500 AM, com. Maybe the Skins will get two, two, uh, two and uh, five and just be one game back or two games back because the Cowboys and Eagles play, so no matter what, they'll be two games back if they win. But that's better than being six games back. You mobilize. <laughs> there you go. We'll catch up, guys, next week.